it's going to sound like a joke, but I told a bunch of people I was going to talk to you. Okay. I said, I'm I'm talking to the guy who's in charge of organizing the get out the vote effort. Yep. That is, that is the person who I'm talking to. Here's, uh, honestly what every single person I talked to said back to me. Can you please ask him if he's going to screw it up? Can he just, (laughs) he needs to not screw this up. So my my number one question is, uh, you're not, you're not going to screw this up, right? (laughs) Welcome back to With Her. It's Hillary Clinton's official campaign podcast. I'm Max Linsky. My guest today is Marlon Marshall. And Marlon's got a pretty important job. Maybe at this point in the campaign, it's the most important job. Marlon is the person responsible for getting out the vote. He's the one who has to make sure that individual people, actual humans, register, get to the polls, and vote. Marlon and I talked earlier this week about what that job means, what he's doing between now and Election Day, which is less than two weeks away, which is crazy. And as you'll hear, for a guy with this much riding on November 8th, Marlon's a lot less nervous than I am. You guys have been at this for 500, what, how many days? 62. Not that anyone's counting. No. 562 days. Yeah. Uh, there's been so many moments, debates, convention, mm-hmm. celebrities, all of this stuff. But what it actually comes down to is people voting. That's right. That's your part of it. Yeah. That's your job. Yeah. Here's my question. Uh, have you ever like woken up in the middle of the night one night and just been like, <laughs> Michigan. I, 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 I just totally forgot about Michigan. I didn't send anyone to Michigan. That, I mean, that might not be how you operate in the world, but uh, that, that would be my fear. <laughs> it wasn't Michigan. It was uh, some other state. No. Uh, no, I mean, every once in a while, I if, I'm ever, if I ever can't sleep, which is rare because I love sleep, um, I... It's like something on my mind that's like something's coming up, right? So it's like um, a debate's coming up and we, ha- you know, our team has to do a lot for it. And like I'll go to bed at night thinking, did we accomplish X, Y, and Z, you know, three days out, two days out, one day out. So that's that's where I may get a little anxious before bedtime. But outside of that, you're calm. Uh, I try to stay calm. Somebody's got to. <laughs> you seem more calm than most people in this building. I'll say that. Wait, it just seems, it seems inverse to responsibility. Um, I want to talk to you about how you do your job. And sure. I want to talk to you about how uh, here we are. Yep. I, I'm not sure exactly when this is going to air, but full stop, the thing is close. Okay. It's going to happen. Yep. I just saw a poll and I was walking in here, a whole bunch of uh, 538 polling numbers. Mm. Uh, there are still some number of undecided voters yeah. in a couple of key states. Mm-hmm. How do you think about those people and, and how are you trying to reach those folks right now? A few different ways. So depending on the state, we're knocking on the door, calling them, doing everything we can to target them. You know, we're still on TV. Um, we're still on, uh, we have digital ads. So we have a lot of paid media as well. Uh, and then look, when we when she travels, we um her visits generate a lot of earned media coverage, both nationally, but also locally in those areas. And so, you know, you're watching the nightly news in Charlotte, North Carolina, and you saw that Hillary Clinton came to talk about the economy, et cetera. So um, to me, I we like to create an echo chamber. If you, whatever, which way we can reach out to you and meet you where you are mm-hmm. um, is something that's important. And we'll keep doing that up until the last day. Obviously uh, you, you don't have uh, time to go knock on all these doors right. yourself. Uh, what are you telling your folks to say to them? What are the what are the things you can say that actually move the needle at this point? I think there's two things we try to get across. One is 
her history of fighting for everyday Americans, right? A lot of folks to this day don't know that, you know, again, she left law school, went to work for Children's Defense Fund uh, instead of going to a big law firm. And so just every step of the way, she's been involved in public service because she actually cares about people. And that's the fight that, you know, has been the cause of her life. We tie that to the second thing, which is we make sure people tell their individual stories. So um, all of our volunteers, you know, you just you said at the very beginning, people come in like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And that's all because something, whether they know it or not, connects them to this campaign. It could be they had a relative who needs health insurance and they know that she's going to go in and fight to make sure everyone has health insurance as she did when she was the first lady. Uh, it could be that they had someone who uh, was involved in an incident because of systemic racism and they know she's going to go in and fight as president to end systemic racism as it exists within our, our government practices. So there's a lot, there's some story that everyone has and there's nothing more powerful than people sharing personally why they support her mm-hmm. in a conversation, particularly with someone undecided, than just reading a set of talking points about why the campaign is doing what we're doing. So we always encourage people to share that personal moment of what is it in, in their life? Why did they come in to give their time? And when you share it with someone, it's a very powerful experience. Clearly, I'm, I'm in the tank. Mm-hmm. But imagine I'm not. Mm-hmm. Imagine that uh, that I am an undecided voter. Mm-hmm. What would you say to me? We'd be engaged in a conversation about why you should vote for Hillary. Yeah, like I, I walked up to you and was just yeah. like, just so you know, I don't know who you are, but I'm an undecided voter. Right. <laughs> and you were like, well, I happen to uh, be talking and thinking about you quite a bit. So here's what yeah. I mean. uh, I would say you need to vote in this election. You need to vote for Hillary Clinton. I let them know that my mom taught elementary school for 35 years in a all-African-American school in inner city St. Louis, which had no resources. So she had to use her own resources for to get stuff for the kids. Meanwhile, I went to school eight miles down the road and had all the resources because it was in a different zip code that was predominantly white. And that injustice in our education system is not fair. It shouldn't matter what zip code you live in if you get a good education or not or the kind of resources you have in order to teach kids who just want to learn and succeed. And then I will let them know uh, about her history working for children. And if I need to talk about Donald Trump, I would too. (laughs) How do you take this 30,000 foot view? Like you're sitting here in the headquarters. Mm -hmm. I walked in and said hi to you in your office before and you're sitting behind a computer. I'm sure you've got lots of numbers and Mm -hmm. lots of emails running on that screen. But how do you help these volunteers, these people who are actually doing the work, understand that? That's a great question. You have to let people know how their work matters and what difference they can make. Previously, in previous campaigns, and we do this in this campaign also, if I were in a state, you know, I would let a volunteer know, uh, we're trying to turn out 300,000 people in this state to vote. You know, in that region, that means we need 10,000 people. And that means in your precinct, we need to get nine people. And so if we get nine people to support Hillary and every other person, every other precinct getting their 10 or their 12 here, et cetera, then that adds up to the 300,000 we need to stay There was this amazing, Michelle Obama made this amazing point in North Carolina the other day. In 2008, Barack only won that state by two people per precinct. That's insane. Right. And you start, you, you, when you break it down like that, people can see the ultimate um, value add and value benefit they bring to the campaign from the work they're doing. And so we try to make every volunteer experience 
um, like that. So folks know that when they come in, they're making the phone calls, it all is tied to something. And then when you keep adding it up, it ultimately is tied to millions of Americans voting who may not vote unless we've uh, reached them. Is there anything that's making you nervous for these final 13 days? Is there something you're worried about? No, I'm really not. And, and I don't say that. In the, it's the most in reassuring thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say it in an overconfident way, but I say that in a way that like, I know that our team is out there working their tails off. I see the numbers that they're doing. I feel very confident in our strategy. And I know if we execute it, we're going to win. You know, I felt that way in the primary, even when sometimes it was like, are we going to do, how are we doing in this state or that state? It's like, we execute our strategy and play the long game. You know, we're going to win. And we did. And so I'm not nervous. I, you know, we have a lot of work to do. <laughs> it's, it was the next 13 days, but uh, I just have full faith and confidence in the organizers and volunteers who are doing this work every day. To you, what are the most important numbers? Like what are the numbers that you wake up and look at first in the morning? Number of people who are taking action in our campaign. So at this point, every day we need to be growing, right? So more volunteers coming in the door will allow us to knock on more doors and have more conversations and talk to more voters on the phone, um, which will impact people turning out who may not show up. Uh, so every day we just look at, you know, did we grow? Yeah, at this point in time last week, are we bigger uh, as an organization than we were, you know, a week ago? And so far every day the answer to that question has been yes. So it's not polling numbers. It's not external numbers. It's yeah. like what's happening for the campaign. Yeah, well, there's we look at polling numbers also to see, you know, are we, if anything, shifting in any of these states? But particularly for our department, I'm, I feel very confident that if we go into November 8th in a state and it's tied, um, it's a tied race going in a state that we're going to win because whoever that means, whoever has the better organization will win the election. Uh, because, again, part of what you're building out there is a organization that can turn people out who may not show up to vote unless they get that door knock, get that phone call. I look at that to make sure they're like, oh, wow, we're not losing my 10 points in a certain state. But more importantly, I look at, are we growing to make sure that work that needs to get done these next 13 days, but particularly that last weekend uh, is happening. What's it like to be running against someone who doesn't seem to care about this thing that you do? Like what I hear you saying when you say, if it's tied, we're going to win. Mm-hmm is in part about your opponent not taking organizing on a state level very seriously. That's right. I've seen in in almost every presidential campaign I've been a part of, I think Democrats do a better job of organizing than Republicans. I think this is a unique one because it seems that not much organizing at all is going on uh, on the Republican side. Honestly, to be completely candid, I try to tune that out because I don't want to be reactive to that. Right. I don't want to do less because I'm like, well, they're not doing it. So we're fine. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And we can't operate that way. So I don't I don't let that affect me. I just say, okay, um, I know what we're capable of. And so let's build to what we're capable of and not worry about what he's doing out there. What's the best case scenario? I understand that, like, the only thing that matters is winning. But what's something that could happen on November 8th that would make you just kind of like jaw on the floor? I can't believe we pulled that off. I think it's Arizona. I think it's, uh, it is a battleground state now, one that I think will be hard to win, but one I think we could absolutely win. There's some other, like, I'd love to win Utah and Georgia and other states. Um, I think Arizona is the one that, look, that you know, rose up in the places like, 
let's see if we can do this. Let's, you know, and uh, that'll be sweet. And then related but not related, um, Jason Kander winning the Senate seat of Missouri because that's personal because it's home and. You know, I've been in Missouri. I've, I've lost races in Missouri. And so to see another Democrat in Missouri would be awesome. I understand how focused you are on what happens 13 days from now. Mm-hmm. I read this interview with you before we talked, and you talked about this uh, piece of advice that Robbie gave you, mm-hmm. which is um, it's not just about winning the election, but about trying to leave something behind. What does that actually mean to you? If change in this country happens because people organize particularly at the local level which is I believe is how we move things forward the more that you've built infrastructure to do that the more that's you leaving something behind you know the beauty of campaigns is you have people who've maybe never been involved in the political process feels um feel something again going back to that personal story because a relative needed health insurance and they connect with Hillary for that reason whatever the reason is they feel something so they get involved and now you have you know hopefully you can keep them involved in the process right so that way uh, not only are they you know voting for local mayors and local county officials etc but a lot of times those folks are going to be the next people running for these offices uh, so that's what leaving something behind is is like how do you have you built the infrastructure of people who can stay involved in the process and continue to make change, um, not just every four years, but frankly, every single day. 10 years from now. Yeah. What do you think you're going to remember from this campaign? Winning, because <laughs> we're going to win on November 8th, when that's going to be amazing. I'm going to remember March 15th, the day that we swept five states in the primary, because that I that is probably the highlight of this campaign. For me, it was the day that... We were with her when we found out, which was awesome. And then Robbie and I came back to headquarters at literally like 1.30 a.m. And there was literally the headquarters was packed. And we got a chance to um, just celebrate. People have been working hard. So we got a chance to just. What was she like that night? She was in a great mood. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Because, you know, like everyone was like, we think we'll win three of the five. These other two are kind of up in the air. Um, And so when we found out, it was just like everyone was. Super stack, including her. Um, Do you have one one Hillary story that you'll remember? The story I tell, because it's, it's something that has, continues to touch me personally, is the sad story. But the day after the Charleston killings, she called me. I don't, I don't necessarily talk to her on the phone. Um, and she called just to check in. You know, obviously everyone was distraught over people getting shot just because they were African American and murdered and a lot of our if not all of our african-american staff took that very personal and she called just to check in and see how i was doing and she wanted to make sure that i was supportive of our staff as one of the leading african-american staff here and how do we as a campaign help move the country forward for some of this sentiments that exist in the country um very powerful unexpected moment that I'll never forget. Did you feel then like you could tell her exactly what you thought? Yeah, and did. Marlon, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to With Her. I'm Max Linsky. That was Marlon Marshall, and this is the official podcast of Hillary Clinton's campaign. She's running for president. And she's almost done. 
running for president. The election is on November 8th. You have to vote. It's important. Go to IWillVote.com to figure out how. See you soon.